Section 6 of Dedications. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kristen Hand. Dedications by Mary Elizabeth Brown. To Royalty, Part 3. Illustrations of Blair's Grave by William Blake, 1808. To the Queen, the door of death is made of gold that mortal eyes cannot behold. But when the mortal eyes are closed, and cold and pale the limbs reposed, the soul awakes, and wondering sees in her mild hand the golden keys. The grave is heaven's golden gate, and rich and poor around it wait. O shepherdess of England's fold, behold this gate of pearl and gold. To dedicate to England's queen the visions that my soul has seen, and by her kind permission bring what I have borne on solemn wing. From the vast regions of the grave, before her throne my wings I wave, bowing before my sovereign's feet. The grave produced these blossoms sweet, in mild repose from earthly strife, the blossoms of eternal life. The history of Hindustan, its arts and its sciences, as connected with the history of the other great empires of Asia during the most recent periods of the world, by the author of Indian Antiquities, London, 1820. To His Royal Highness Prince Augustus Frederick, Duke of Sussex, K.G., D.C.L., Earl of Inverness, Baron of Arklow, etc., 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 and what far transcends all titles, the patron of genius and friend of toiling science. These pages are respectfully and gratefully inscribed by His Royal Highness's most humble, obliged, and devoted servant, Thomas Maurice. Specimens of the Russian Poets by Sir John Bowring, 1823. To His Imperial Majesty Alexander I, autocrat of all the Russias, etc., etc., the flattering mark of approbation with which you were pleased to honor the former volume of the Russian anthology induces me to inscribe the name of your majesty upon the dedication page of this. When the delusions of conquest and the records of political changes shall have passed away, the purer and nobler triumphs of civilization and literature will be remembered and bear along the stream of time to the gratitude of future generations the names of their illustrious protectors. To have contributed to their influence is a glory which no time can tarnish. It is worthy of the worthiest. It will be your highest title, a title brighter than the brightest jewel of your imperial crown. The destiny of millions is in your majesty's hands. Under your auspices, your empire has made gigantic strides in knowledge and in power. The future is formed by the present. Oh, be it your most imperial ambition to make that knowledge and that power the source of virtue and of liberty. Such are the wishes and such the hopes of one to whom your reputation is dearer than to a thousand flatterers, and who is, in all sincerity, your majesty's most obedient and devoted humble servant, John Bowring. Boulogne, prison. Footnote. In 1822, Bowring was arrested at Calais, being the bearer of despatches to the Portuguese ministers announcing the intended invasion of the peninsula by the Bourbon government of France. He was thrown into prison and passed a fortnight in solitary confinement. 
Dict Nat Biog. End footnote. October 20th, 1822. Journal of a Residence in Ashanti by Joseph Dupuy, Esquire, late His Britannic Majesty's Envoy and Counsel for that Kingdom, comprising notes and researches relative to the Gold Coast and the interior of Western Africa, chiefly collected from Arabic MSS and information communicated by the Muslims of Guinea, to which is prefixed an account of the origin and causes of the present war, illustrated with a map and plates, London, 1824. Dedication. To the King's Most Excellent Majesty, George IV, etc., 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 Sire, in conformity with the permission which I have received, I now place under the patronage of Your Majesty's august name a volume exhibiting the intimate and political feelings of the Sovereign of Ashanti, demonstrative of a friendly regard, as well as towards your royal person as to the commercial prosperity of the British colonies on the Gold Coast, the contents of which I stood pledged to make known to Your Majesty. With sentiments of the purest attachment to Your Majesty's service and to the honor and interest of the Crown, I remain, with the profoundest veneration, Sire, Your Majesty's most faithful subject and dutiful servant, Joseph Dupuy. Lexicon, Arabian Latin, by George Wilhelm Freitag, Halley, 1830. To Friedrich William III, King and Most August Powerful Master, Father of the Fatherland, Protector and Most Liberal Patron of Letters, Arts, and All the Sciences, this, the fruit of his studies, the height of which is equaled only by the grateful and submissive spirit of devotion, George William Freitag, most devoted worshipper of the glory of your kingdom, gives greeting, or dedicates to you. Geology of the Southeast of England by Gideon Mantell, FRS, 1833. To His Most Excellent Majesty, William IV., this work on the geology of the southeast of England is, with His Majesty's gracious permission, most humbly inscribed by His Majesty's faithful and devoted subject and servant, the author. Castle Place, Lewes, April 1833. Civil Annals of the Kingdom of the Two Sicilies by the Secretary of Internal Affairs, Niccolo Santangelo, 1833. To His Majesty, Ferdinand II, King of the Two Sicilies, the arts of peace come into the presence of Your Majesty, happy to be received in the palace of Frederick, first to foster the Italian muses, and of Robert, the learned admirer of the passionate singer of Laura. Ministers to the glory and the prosperity of the human family, these immortal daughters of memory have revived a thousand times the bringing from heaven to earth of the sacred fire, by which the ancient peoples symbolized the wisdom that civilizes rude customs, establishes, sustains, and protects the empire, and renders the hand and mind of man the workers of marvels. Companions of victory of the valiant Norman Charles III, they are the ameliorators of the long series of offenses of the sluggish government of the viceroy, and even in those difficult times made more glorious the country of Pythagoras and Archimedes. Revived by your grace to hopes still greater, they undertake today to collect the annals of your kingdom not with the intention of celebrating great deeds, an important office which the good king entrusts faithfully to posterity, but with the most holy desire to assist your purpose in the increase of civilization among your subjects. 
To this purpose is added that of preparing by means of noble history some salutary lessons for the sons of your kingdom, who fervently implore heaven in their public devotion to bless your happy marriage with the royal lady, who for her high virtues and sweet manners is the tender object of your love, and of respectful and universal admiration. Such, O master, is the design with which I have undertaken to write the civil annals of your kingdom of the two Sicilies. And since your majesty deigns as a recompense for the undertaking to allow the annals to be dedicated to you, I shall prove in my unspeakable gratitude to be not all unworthy of your sovereign mercy, taking great care not to darken in the least the candid truth, which is the test of him who writes of his own times and of the magnanimity of living princes. Thus, in this paper, the homage of fidelity and devotion will be added to that profound veneration which I do myself the honor to declare. Naples, January the 3rd, 1833. Of Your Majesty, the Most Humble and Faithful Subject, The Compiler. Saga Kings by Snor Sturlson. Christiania, 1838. To Charles the 15th, King of Sweden and Norway. The history of every country has periods marked by important events, pregnant of consequences which the nation considers as epoch-making, as dark or bright points in its political experience. Norway's history likewise furnishes such epochs, but none presents to the view a more durable prosperity, better established independence, or freer enjoyment of all the blessings which a political community may possess than your majesty's wise reign, when king and people unite their efforts for the country's good. The historical work, a translation of which is humbly presented to your majesty, recalls a similar period in the distant past. When the Norwegian people learn of the free and happy state of that vanished generation, they will feel grateful to the noble king who has again, by his beneficent reign, called them to freedom and national prosperity. It is the connection between the old time and the new which the saga book of the great historian Snor Sturlston, spanning the chasm of centuries, recalls in the labors of those who devote themselves to the writing of modern history. For Snor has, with characters of gold, traced the history in the saga book of that liberty which was covered over with the mold of past ages, and your majesty's wisdom has, by accepting the fundamental state of things which restores to the people their ancient privileges, given new life to their buried liberty. The undersigned, therefore, ventures most humbly to dedicate to your majesty the present work and begs your majesty to accept the dedication with that royal graciousness of which he has received on many occasions, proofs the memory of which will ever abide. He invokes heaven's blessing upon your majesty and wishes as a loyal subject that the beneficence of a long life may bless for many years to come a grateful and affectionate people. Most humbly, Jacob All. The Work Table and Embroidery Frame Companion A Manual of All the Accomplishments Dependent Upon the Needle by A. M. London, 1843 To Her Most Gracious Majesty the Queen Madam, this manual of all the accomplishments dependent upon the needle is most humbly and most respectfully dedicated to Your Majesty by one who feels conscientiously urged thereto in consequence of the scarcely paralleled popularity of a former work entitled Woman as Virgin Wife and Mother, in which an elevated morality, extension of industry, refinement of manner, and improved taste were warmly advocated, and because it is presumed that the same qualities form a conspicuous feature in the present work. 
as a gift of love or friendship in the hand of a father or a brother or one who is on the point of marriage this little work possesses peculiar appropriateness and in all families and schools it would be the index to economy of time and the cultivation of the most elegant as well as useful female accomplishments it is in this singleness of purpose that the authoress ventures on the present dedication and also in a profound conviction of the high advantages which have been diffused among her sex by your majesty's august example in conclusion she will ever remain madam your majesty's most dutiful most loyal and devoted subject the literature of the kimry by thomas stevens eighteen forty nine to his royal highness albert edward prince of wales is respectfully dedicated by permission of her majesty the queen the following record of literary and intellectual labors among the ancient and illustrious race whose representative he is in the hope that when future years have extended his experience and ripened his judgment he may feel a regard for the inhabitants of the principality as strong as is their affection for the heir apparent to the throne of britain to the queen by alfred tennyson prefixed to the first laureate edition 1851 revered beloved o you that hold a nobler office upon the earth than arms or power of brain or birth could give the warrior kings of old victoria since your royal grace to one of less desert allows this laurel greener from the brows of him that uttered nothing base and should your greatness and the care that yokes with empire yield you time to make demand of modern rhyme if aught of ancient worth be there then while a sweeter music wakes and through wild march the throstle calls where all about your palace walls the sunlit almond blossom shakes take madam this poor book of song for though the faults were thick as dust in vacant chambers i could trust your kindness may you rule us long and leave us rulers of your blood as noble till the latest day may children of our children say she wrought her people lasting good her court was pure her life serene god gave her peace her land reposed a thousand claims to reverence closed in her as mother wife and queen and statesmen at her council met who knew the seasons when to take occasion by the hand and make the bounds of freedom wider yet by shaping some august decree which kept her throne unshaken still broad based upon her people's will and compassed by the inviolate sea march eighteen fifty one political and parliamentary history of spain by juan rico e amat madrid eighteen sixty to her majesty the queen doña isabel the second lady the benevolence with which your majesty has thought worthy to admit the dedication of the political and parliamentary history of spain authorizing by your sovereign resolution of the sixth of november last the placing of the august name of your majesty on the first page is already sufficient guerdon and abundant recompense for the labor and sacrifice which the editing has cost me noble and enviable lady is the providential mission of the monarch in procuring in the sphere of government the happiness of her subjects by just and beneficent laws but more enviable and noble still that which her elevated position confers of scattering in the society which she governs the gifts of royal munificence 
gently drying the tears of the unfortunate and elevating the arts and sciences with decorous protection, which neither bespeaks pride in the one who condescends nor humiliates the one who receives it. My pen today echoes the immense gratitude which Spanish letters owe to your majesty, and although weak and unauthorized, it is just that I leave it consigned in these broken phrases as a sincere token, on the other hand, of my own adhesion to your majesty and of my monarchical sentiments. But it is not alone my private feelings which counsel and oblige me to direct today to your majesty the dedication of this work, but as there is contained in it the history of our nation in the present century, it of right ought to be dedicated to your majesty as the most lawful personification, the most worthy representative, the most faithful depository of her glories, and the most constant and disinterested promoter of her progress, of her civilization, and of her culture. May God preserve the important life of your majesty many years. Madrid, December 4th, 1860. Lady, at the royal feet of your majesty, Juan Rico y Amat from the Spanish. Idols of the King by Alfred Tennyson, 1862. To the memory of the Prince Consort. Footnote. The Prince died in December, 1861. End footnote. These to his memory, since he held them dear, perchance as finding there unconsciously some image of himself, I dedicate. I dedicate, I consecrate with tears, these idols. And indeed he seems to me scarce other than my own ideal knight, who reverenced his conscience as his king, whose glory was redressing human wrong, who spake no slander, no, nor listened to it, who loved one only, and who claved to her, her over all whose realms to their last isle commingled with the gloom of imminent war. The shadow of his loss drew like eclipse, darkening the world. We have lost him. He is gone. We know him now. All narrow jealousies are silent, and we see him as he moved. How modest, kindly, all accomplished, wise. With what sublime repression of himself, and in what limits, and how tenderly. Not swaying to this faction or to that. Not making his high place the lawless perch of winged ambitions. Nor a vantage ground for pleasure. But through all this tract of years, wearing the white flower of a blameless life before a thousand peering littlenesses, in that fierce light which beats upon a throne and blackens every blot, for where is he who dares foreshadow for an only son a lovelier life, a more unstained than his? Break not, O woman's heart, but still endure. Break not, for thou art royal, but endure. Remembering all the beauty of that star which shone so close beside thee that ye made one light together, but has passed and leaves the crown a lonely splendor. May all love, his love, unseen but felt, o'ershadow thee. The love of all thy sons encompass thee. The love of all thy daughters cherish thee. The love of all thy people comfort thee till God's love sets thee at his side again. Codex Sinaiticus Petropetitanus by Constantine Tischendorf, 1862. To the most august, powerful, clement, lord and prince, Alexander II, emperor of all the Russias, etc., etc., etc. 
the iliad of homer rendered into english blank verse by edward earl of derby new york eighteen sixty five to his royal highness albert edward prince of wales etc etc this translation of the iliad of homer is by his royal highness's gracious permission with profound respect and dutiful attachment humbly dedicated historical memorials of westminster abbey by the rev arthur penren stanley d d dean of westminster second edition eighteen sixty eight to her most gracious majesty queen victoria with every sentiment of loyal and respectful gratitude is dedicated this humble record of the royal and national sanctuary which has for centuries enshrined the varied memories of her august ancestors and the manifold glories of her free and famous kingdom and which witnessed the solemn consecration of her own auspicious reign to all high and holy purposes muhit el muhit by butrus el bustani american press beirut syria eighteen seventy this i have presented to his excellency the honourable as an offering to his exalted majesty our king the sublime excellency of our lord the sultan son of the sultan sultan of the two lands and emperor of the two seas the sultan abdel aziz khan continue the most high god in the days of his lofty sovereignty in might and prosperity and prolong his valor and power and rule and strength and victory from the arabic historical sketch of the russian nobility from the middle of the ninth century to the end of the eighteenth century by ivan a porai koshitz 1874. To His Imperial Majesty, Most Gracious Sovereign, Emperor Alexander II, Son of Nicholas, by his high consent, I dedicate this work with deep devotion. Ivan Porai Koshitz, from the Russian. Die Anen, Romance by Gustav Freitag, Leipzig, Germany, 7th edition, 1876. To Her Imperial Highness, the Crown Princess Victoria, respectfully dedicated the defense of lucknow by alfred tennyson eighteen seventy nine dedicatory poem to the princess alice footnote the princess alice grand duchess of hesse darmstadt died december fourteenth eighteen seventy eight and footnote dead princess living power if that which lived true life live on and if the fatal kiss born of true life and love divorce thee not from earthly love and life if what we call the spirit flash not all at once from out the shadow and the substance then perhaps the mellowed murmur of the people's praise from thine own state and all our breadth of realm where love and longing dress thy deeds in light ascends to thee and this march morn that sees thy soldier brother's bridal orange bloom break through the yews and cypress of thy grave and thine imperial mother smile again may send one ray to thee and who can tell thou england's england loving daughter thou dying so english thou wouldst have her flag borne on thy coffin where is he can swear but that some broken gleam from our poor earth may touch thee while remembering thee i lay at thy pale feet this ballad of the deeds of england and her banner in the east the passion play at ober Ammergau by john p jackson eighteen eighty to his most gracious majesty ludwig the second king of bavaria the illustrious representative of a noble dynasty 
under whose fostering care Oberammergau and its sacred tragedy have together grown and flourished for centuries. The genial and high-minded patron of music and the drama in Germany, this volume which owes so much to his royal favor, is, with permission, most respectfully dedicated. Bordelosi and His Works by Andrew White Tour, 1881 Dedicated by gracious permission to Her Majesty the Queen The Voyage of the Vega Around Asia and Europe by Baron Adolf Eric Nordenskold To His Majesty King Oscar II, the august patron of the Vega Expedition, the description of the voyage he so nobly and generously promoted is dedicated with profoundest gratitude, most humbly, A. E. Nordenskold. Greek and Roman Sculpture by Walter Copeland Perry, 1882 To H.I.H., the Crown Princess of Germany and Prussia, Princess Royal of Great Britain and Ireland, whose skill as an artist has made her a discriminating patroness of art, this work is dedicated with profound respect by her loyal and obedient servant, the author. Russian Central Asia by Henry Lansdell, 1885 to His Imperial Majesty Alexander III, Emperor and Autocrat of all the Russias, etc., etc. Civil History of the Italian Kingdom by Nicola Nisko, Naples, 1885. To King Humbert I, for whom awaits the glory of establishing courageously in liberty and in peace the Italy united by his great father. The Poetry of Sport by the Duke of Beaufort, K.G., 1885. Dedication to H.R.H., the Prince of Wales. Having received permission to dedicate these volumes, the Badminton Library of Sports and Pastimes, to His Royal Highness, the Prince of Wales, I do so feeling that I am dedicating them to one of the best and keenest sportsmen of our time. I can say, from personal observation, that there is no man who can extricate himself from a bustling and pushing crowd of horsemen when a fox breaks covert more dexterously and quickly than H.R.H., and that when hounds run hard over a big country, no man can take a line of his own and live with them better. Also, when the wind has been blowing hard, often have I seen H.R.H. knocking over driven grouse and partridges and high-rocketing pheasants in first-rate workmanlike style. I consider it a great privilege to be allowed to dedicate these volumes to so eminent a sportsman as H.R.H., the Prince of Wales, and I do so with sincere feelings of respect and esteem and loyal affection. Beaufort. The Fourth Voyage to Central Asia by Nikolai Przewalski, 1888. To His Imperial Highness, heir apparent, Zarvish Nicholas, son of Alexander, eminent patronizer of my newest explorations in Central Asia, with sentiments of deep gratitude most devotedly, I dedicate my book of the staff office, Major General Przewalski, from the Russian. The Founding of the German Empire by William I by Heinrich von Seibel, translated by Marshall Livingston Perrin, assisted by Gamaliel Bradford, Jr., 1890. To the memory of Emperor William I with reverence and gratitude. Arabic English Dictionary by William Thompson Wardabet, 1893. Dedicated by special permission to His Highness Mohammed Tufik, Khedive of Egypt, who has so highly promoted the cause of education among his people, by His Highness's most humble and obedient servant, the author. Sir Walter Raleigh, The British Dominion of the West, by Martin A. S. Hume, 1897. 
to her who is the first and may alone be justly called the Empress of the Bretagnes, Sir Walter Raleigh. Storia Critica di Roma, Duranto, First Primi Cinque Secoli, by Ettore Pace, 1898. To His Majesty, Vittorio Emmanuel III, King of Italy, promoter of all civil progress, cultivator of historical studies. This book, written in the name of Rome and of Italy supreme throughout the centuries in law, in the sciences, in art, in the 51st year of the national liberation and the first of the enlarged dominion in the Mediterranean. Ettore Pice. The Vintage, a romance of the Greek War of Independence by E. F. Benson, 1898. This romance, dealing with the regeneration of her people, is dedicated by permission to Her Majesty, Olga, Queen of the Hellenes. Alfred Lord Tennyson, a memoir by his son, by Hallam Tennyson, 1898. These volumes are dedicated by permission to the Queen. An unpublished version of To the Queen, 1851. The noblest men, methinks, are bred of ours, the Anglo-Norman race. And in the world, the noblest place, madam, is yours, our queen and head. Your name is blown on every wind, your flag through austral ice is borne, and glimmers to the northern morn, and floats in either golden end. I give this faulty book to you, for though the faults be thick as dust, in vacant chambers I can trust, your woman's nature kind and true. History of the Russian Empire by Nikolai Karamzin 1899. To His Majesty the Emperor Alexander I, son of Paul, autocrat of all the Russias. Sire, I offer to Your Majesty with veneration the fruits of my twelve years of ardent labor. I do not boast about my zeal and steadfastness. Encouraged by you, could I fail in it? In the year 1811, in the most happy and never-to-be-forgotten period of my life, I read to Your Majesty some parts of this history about the horrors of Beatty's invasion about the heroic deeds of Dmitri Donskoy, at the very time when a heavy cloud of misfortune was hanging over Europe, threatening also our dear fatherland. You listened with admirable attention, you compared the long past with the present, and you did not envy the glorious dangers of Dmitri as you foresaw more glorious dangers for yourself. The magnanimous presentiment was fulfilled, the storm broke over all Russia, but we have been saved, we have become famous, the enemy is destroyed, Europe free, and the wisdom of Alexander shines resplendent in the wreath of immortality. Your Majesty, if the happiness of your virtuous heart equals your glory, then you are the happiest of all those who were born on earth. A new epoch has begun. The future is known to God only, but should we judge by the power of our reason, we can expect a steady peace for which not only the nations are longing, but also the crowned heads who desire to rule for the good of the people, for the improvement of morals, virtue, science, art, and public and private prosperity. Having by a victory removed the obstacles in this truly royal action, having given to us as well as to Europe the golden peace, what will you not accomplish in the strength of your manhood during the long life destined to be yours by the laws of nature and the warm prayers of your subjects? Take courage, beloved monarch, the one who reads the hearts reads the thoughts. History tells the deeds of magnanimous sovereigns and inspires love to their sacred memory in the most remote posterity. Accept this favorable book, which serves as a proof of it. The history of a nation belongs to the Tsar. Ruler. Sire, your majesty's loyal subject, 
Nikolai Karamzin, from the Russian. Rex Regium, The Likeness of Christ, by Sir Wyke Bayliss, KB, FSA, 1905. By command, this tribute to the King of Kings is dedicated to Her Most Gracious Majesty, Victoria, Queen Empress, by the author. Glimpses of Italian Court Life, Happy Days in Italia Adorata, by Trifosa Bates Bachelor, 1906. Dedicated by special permission to Her Most Gracious Majesty, Queen Elena of Italy. Toledo, an historical descriptive account of the City of Generations by Albert F. Calvert, 1907. To S.A. Infanta Maria Teresa, in whose sympathy the ancient grandeur is linked with the future greatness of Spain, this volume, with an assurance of sincere esteem, is dedicated. Spanish Arms and Armor, being an historical and descriptive account of the Royal Armory of Madrid, by Albert F. Calvert, 1907. Dedicated with profound respect and esteem to Her Majesty, Queen Maria Cristina of Spain, who so worthily and so long maintained those glorious traditions of Spanish greatness, which are symbolized in the treasures of the Royal Armory. Illustrated Turkish Dictionary by Ali Said, 1907, dated the year 1324 of the Hegira. Abdul Hamid Khan II, the Sultan, son of the Sultan, the victorious Sultan in grateful memory of the 31st happy anniversary of the accession of our Lord, protector of science and learning, the highly renowned Padishah, which accession was the beginning of increase and progress in this state. Then follows a poem in Turkish under the crescent. O Padishah, adorned with beautiful qualities, protector of the high caliphate, is there an end to your attributes? Can thy exaltation find a limit? Thy kindness and justice is evident. It does not need the trouble of stating. Is it not through your efforts that the kingdom acquired so much happiness and power? You have revived learning and perfection. Your inclination to prosperity is well known. You are the shade-spreading shadow of Allah, a glorious star that spreads light. Be a tower of perfection and endure in glory. Strew kind deeds to the horizons of thy people. The original of this poem makes up with a clever handling of words for the lack of imagination. Besides, this was the kind of literature which found favor under the previous sultan, and very few of the public or private writers dare to go beyond its restrictions. The accepted manner of printing Mohammedan books precludes dedications. Arabic books usually begin their text on the back of the title page and put their table of contents before the title page. Turkish books followed that system and usually dropped even the title page. Recently, however, they began to be influenced by European fashions, and they print books with title pages. Still, dedications are very rare. It is not such an easy matter to inscribe a book to the sultan. Extracts from a letter of M. H. Anakian of Hartford Theological Seminary. Mr. Anakian found only one other book with a dedication, and that also was a dictionary. A Short History of Germany by Ernest Flagg Henderson, New York, 1908. Dedicated by gracious permission to His Royal Highness Prince Henry of Prussia on the occasion of his visits to America. In Three Legations by Madame Charles de Bunsen, 1909. To Queen Margarita of Italy, 
By her gracious permission, this book is dedicated to H.M. Margarita of Savoia, Queen Mother of Italy. Fifty Years of Japan by Count Shigenobu Okuma, 1909. Dedicated by special permission to His Majesty King Edward VII by Count Okuma. The Art of Tatting by Catherine L. Hoare, with an introduction by H.M. The Queen of Romania, 1910. Dedicated by gracious permission to Her Majesty, the Queen of Romania, whose love and knowledge of the arts of the thread have never failed to encourage fellow needlewomen of all classes and in many countries. Das Fokter Album, Annual for Girls, edited by Berto Wegnerzell, Golgal, Germany, 1912. To Her Majesty, the Empress and Queen, Augusta Victoria, dedicated in deepest respect by the editress. End of section 6.